Sean is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It, it kind of looks like a football, actually. It, Thank you for that. Stitching, you that, got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to a mini Witty episode of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self rated Buffalo sports podcast covering Bill Savers, entertainment, everything in between, and as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at Woody Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day the best Bills content out there at Built in Buffalo underscore YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Go follow Built in Buffalo and follow us while you're at it. We are your hosts, of course. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, what is going on? Witty, not funny pod. Talking Bills, Verano or Navidad. It's Tony Ambrose. It's Matthew Greco. The listen's better the second time around. Matt, hello. Did you take my advice? Uh, advice was take. I thought it was more of a request. A request <laughs> fulfilled. It was both. Well, it was both. Either Call way. From last week. Request and, uh, and and advice of the step-by-step theme song. Mm-hmm. Very underrated the... TGIF show. Oh, I think it's appropriately rated because it's at the top tier. What else do you want? Oh, okay. I just don't think it got the recognition of like the family matters and Boy Meets World, obviously. You know, and Right. Boy Meets World, obviously, is the crown jewel. Yeah, cool. Right. You know, I take back what I said. I do agree with you. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, it's it's at the same tier as Family Matters. It's basically Family Matters. But really, it isn't because my evidence to that would be that uh, Carl Winslow is in that commercial right now about TV dads. Right. And Patrick Duffy is a ghost. I don't know what the hell that guy's doing. That doesn't sound dire. Is he alive? He's got to be alive, right? Who? Carl Winslow? I hope so. Oh, no. Carl I thought Winslow's he died. Alive. We know that. I thought Patrick oh, okay. Duffy, same Patrick Duffy, Carl Winslow died. You're getting Carl Winslow mixed up with uh, the uncle from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Pat, maybe I am. Patrick Duffy was also in Dallas, though. Wasn't that like probably the most recent show he's been on? Didn't they try to bring back Dallas and Patrick Duffy was involved? Oh, it was like a reboot of Dallas. That's right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's why. Maybe we're not supposed to believe that Patrick Duffy's signature work is step by step. I don't think we are. But to us, should be. it is. To every mid, <laughs> to everyone in their mid-30s, I would say it is. Absolutely. Modern-day Brady Bunch, step-by-step. Oh, no, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was really a complete more of a copy of the Brady, Brady Bunch. If I was in the Brady Bunch, I'd it be It really pissed. was. <laughs> so yeah. I wish step-by-step was back. Speaking of shows, I need a reboot. Like, can we get a step-by-step reboot? Great, great opening, Amen. by the way. Not, even, not only the theme song was a banger. But the opening video where they're at the amusement park, mm. completely yes. underrated. Yes. You catch me right away with that, you know, dramatic POV. First of person us going view over roller coaster. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
I'm in. Uh, the thrill seeker in me is ready to see what Cody's cooking up in the driveway this week. Cody's antics. What is it? What antics is he getting into this week? Right. I feel like that was a very of the time plot wrinkle of like, there's a young 20 something living in a van in the driveway. <laughs> right. And we just were just like, you know, that feels right. That's, that's normal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happens that these days. Happens all the time. There's, pro- there's probably four or five vans on my own street with uh, kids living in them in driveways. <laughs> Made me want to live in a van in my backyard. Oh, for sure. Me too. Tony, as we mentioned last week, the bills are taking it step by step. And we'll get into later on, get into our bold, maybe outlandish, somewhat realistic, maybe all three offseason predictions for the Buffalo Bills this season. First, Tony, I want to touch on a couple bills notes before we get into that. I have one more important thing to say about this regarding step by step. Okay. (laughs) Cody, we should just dedicate our own episode to step by step. Uh, uh, It's about damn time. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, Cody, his character was portrayed as somewhat of a womanizer, a ladies' man. The ladies love Cody. Now that we, you and me, Matt, have entered the adult world, have gone through the adult world of dating, have successfully exited the adult world of dating as we are both with our betrothed is that the most insane thing you've ever heard what greater demonstration of lower value can you imagine than he lives in a van in his aunt's driveway what girl is what girl is thinking this is a good idea what the hell was going on that i'm supposed to believe that girls are lining up to have a chance with cody in his in this is a situation this is, is a George. A this is like I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. That's a great question. George Costanza. Also, Cody was like, like a huge. Wasn't he a huge like Mimbo? Cody was kind of a Mimbo. Cody was a Mimbo. Yeah. Like, that's a, a good job, point. Guy. Stop living in a van in the back. Did he have a job? I don't know. I don't know. Did he? He's just taking it step by step. All right, let's talk bills. <laughs> let's talk Bill. No, he's not a Mimbo, Tony. That's Josh Allen. That's definitely very debatable statement you just made. <laughs> very, very debatable. He's kind of a mimbo. He's a goofy 40-year-old wears New Balance sneakers dad as a spirit animal, as we mentioned. Now, uh, big, big kid at heart. Tony. I was watching something. I was watching something uh, that did not use the term mimbo, but used the term himbo. Ooh. And, and I'm supposed to just accept that in society, even though I thought we kind of collectively already agreed mimbo was the term. Right. But I think himbo... I don't know. Which do you think is more out there? I feel and like it used it to be, be Mimbo. I feel like it used to be Mimbo too. It's transition. I think Mimbo was pretty out there. Ha- has it? Have you heard Himbo? In I use have, in yes. the vernacular? Oh, have. interesting. Have you? Hmm. Or else why would you bring it up? Well, yeah, I, I just I just brought it up <laughs> and said that I did. So all I know is Josh Allen is neither a Himbo or a Mimbo, and we need to talk about him. That's all I know right now. Josh Allen this past week, as the goat he is, met another goat in tiger woods now tony mm. i could take this two ways i could take this here we go again with another josh allen golf story as he's leaning into the summer of golf it seems like for josh which has half of me concerned because he should be focused on the game of football obviously he's he's obviously right. becoming more entrenched in the golf world and becoming more accustomed to the golf world but also you should look at this positively if you're a bills fan because Josh is meeting the greatest of all time in Tiger Woods, which means Josh is getting a reality check that this golf thing's not going to work out, Josh. You're not going to be Tiger Woods. You're not going to be great. You're not going to be on the PGA Tour. You're not going to be 
on a tour. It's just a casual hobby for you. And you need to get back to focusing on football, winning the Super Bowl, and winning a Lombardi trophy for the city of Buffalo. I think this is a good move. In the worrisome past four weeks of Josh doing the golf thing, I think meeting Tiger Woods is the peak, and now he's going to come back down, start to focus back on football because this golf thing is not a real. I'm going, I'm going with this as a positive thing. What do you think, Tony? Uh, I think it is a positive thing. I don't think that it's going to make him think that like, oh, I can't compete with Tiger, therefore I should step away from the game of golf. But I think it's a positive thing because he is like, I th- and this is what I thought you were going to say, some of the goatness would wear off on Josh. You shake that, that hand. Too. Now they know each other. If I caught the glint in Josh's eye correctly, now when Josh is in that pocket, what's going through his mind is, I can't let Tiger down. As though he's a high school football player with a uh, with like with the dad complex in Friday Night Lights. Right. Now it's there for him. Now the pressure's on. He can't let Tiger down. Do it for Tiger, Josh. Do it for Tiger. Goats respect other goats. So yes, the goatness wears off. I like that take as well. I think this is a good thing. The other note I had about the Bills this week, maybe the most important move of the offseason, Tony, maybe the most important headline or piece of news we will find out this offseason coming to us in the last week of February. We learn that the He Wolf is training with Eric Moulds. Oh, I did not even see this. That's thrilling. No, breaking news for Tony. Well, as you know, I'm not on Twitter for the next 40 days. So it's going to be a tough, tough 40 for. It's going to, well, it's going to be, the, I mean, I'm going to be getting most the, of my Bills news from for the Tony this heads podcast out there. live on the record. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be breaking some news to Tony live, get his reaction. You could, Tony. You could literally make stuff up next week, and I would not know the difference. That, that's a great segment. We should play a little like. Did this really of, happen? Yeah. Is this real or is this fake? That's a great idea and will be effective. We should definitely will do be. it. We are, we're running with that. We are, that is definitely mm-hmm. in, in the script for next week. Tony, what do you, how do you feel about this, though? He Wolf, Eric Molds. I didn't even know Eric Moulds was involved in like training or coaching in any capacity. Neither did I. But maybe he saw a, a piece of he clay he needed to mold. Nice. Pun, pun intended, molds. Right. He, a piece of clay <laughs> okay. needs to M-O-U-L-D. Keep up. Keep up. A piece of clay he needed to mold. And he, he got into the training thing. He sees Khalil Shakir, the he-wolf. He wants to make Khalil realize his full he-wolf potential. I love a it. lot of people called Eric Moulds a wolf back in the Eric day. Eric Moulds known. Did they? Is that real? No, it's not real. You're off Twitter, so I try. Oh, okay. It's, it's a test run for next week. <laughs> well, I also wasn't on Twitter in 1999 when we got Eric Moulds, so I'm not sure about the realities of a lot of this. But I I would say uh, I like it because he wolf, I, I do feel like he wolf is sort of knocking on the door in the pale moonlight, howling just waiting for something to come along that will give him the extra edge that will allow him to step up. Like he's looking for the coach Palmer in his life that will just like really ascend his game, bring him to the next level. And I feel like, like he's right there. It's just on the tip of it. Not tongue. I don't know. His talent tongue. He's he's just like right there, but like something has to happen that gets him there. And especially, I don't know, new wide receivers coach coming in could go one of two ways could go either way. So as someone who's like going into the new and coach Henry, a little bit, you know, cautiously optimistic, but I don't really know. I'm glad I, there's someone I can trust in an Eric molds that can maybe provide a little stability or at least just another piece of input to get him up there. And I, what I like the most about it is that, you know, he has a growth mindset and is like, 
really wanting to get better. Not like Josh gallivanting around the greens. What's he wolf doing? <laughs> he's training. He's getting better. He's preparing. He's training crafting his. Great. Yeah, he's honing his craft. You know, Josh could learn a lot from he wolf. That's what I say. <laughs> we all could. That's what we, we all, all could. say. We all could learn That's a lot right. from he wolf every single day. One concern, Tony. I, I love yeah, that He-Wolf is training with a Bill's great. I don't want He-Wolf to get the wrong impression. Eric Moulds did end his career just five yards short of 10,000. Eric Moulds might not be a guy who is that extra last ditch effort to try to get a historical mark. He might fall short. Just like we want the goatness of Tiger Woods to rub off on Josh through that handshake. I don't want the falling shortness of Eric Moulds to rub off on He-Wolf. I want He-Wolf to strive for the history-making stats to be the He-Wolf we all know he can be. That's my only concern. What you a probably weird didn't concern. know that fact. <laughs> you probably didn't know that fact, did you, Tony? Five yards short of 10,000. I did not know that fact. Where did Eric Moulds end his career? Houston. Actually, officially Tennessee. Played in Tennessee after a year. Oh, okay. After Houston. So it was in Tennessee that he was unable. You know, that's kind of some bullshit. Goes to right? Tennessee. His rookie year was a home run throwback. He should be too bitter. I hope he went there to try and destroy it from within. <laughs> Probably. Just like Joe Brady. Now, I have destroying Bill's... the coaching staff from within. Absolutely. Now, I have Bill's note for you, and I want your take. Okay. That I saw our own Von Miller training oh, with my. Derek Henry this week. Information comes to me as per my fiance. Is he doing a little recruiting, maybe? I mean, I'm sure he's doing some recruiting, but I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, a little recruiting in there. We know we have a need at running back. The most expensive running back in the history of the league, I presume. Is he? I I presume. He's up there for sure. I think Zeke Elliott makes quite a a pretty penny Uh, as well. Here's my thoughts about Von Miller. I kind of get a feeling that Von thinks he's friends with everyone, but everyone doesn't Mm. think they're friends with Von. (laughs) I could see that. Like Von is like, yeah, Odell Beckham coming here next week. King Henry coming to Buffalo, trading with him. Vaughn says, hey, I'll be back next week for the from the injury. I'm best friends with my doctor. He said that. Vaughn, <laughs> I think you think you're better <laughs> friends with, with all these people than they think they are with you. <laughs> you know, I could totally see that. Vaughn being always positive, eternal optimist, you know, never one for the negativity. Right. Million dollar smile. Million dollar smile, well dressed, well put together, intelligent. Got a, he's got it all going for him. Heck of a guy. He's a heck of a guy. Von Miller is a heck of a guy. I did not know until thinking, he came here how boisterous he was. He he kind of is so much of a heck of a guy that it's like that guy you want to keep in your friends group because he's a heck of a guy, but you don't want to be involved in your friends group. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of getting those vibes from Bob Miller. Anything he puts out, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's not true. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like any any artist rendering a modern futuristic structure that Buffalo, the city of Buffalo, is going to receive. Before Canal Side, there was this big artist rendering of what Canal Side could look like with the Bass Pro Shop and all. None of it happened. The local golf company Encore Golf is big plans for a hotel and a driving range and retail shop. Like a fourth of that is going to happen. Like nothing. That's Von Miller to me. Like big promises. Looks great. To the naked eye, what you see is not what you get, though. That's my feelings on Vaughn. I could see that. I, I I would say I agree with that take. But I don't agree with your take of a fourth of the Encore Golf is going to happen. I think at least half of it's going to happen. Let's see. 
The latest well, update I do was have... not encouraging. Oh, I didn't even it went see from it. Like seven, okay. It went from like eight levels to two, and there's no retail no. shops, and it's pretty much just an outdoor driving range. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't need yeah, no. no complaints here. Yeah, that's fine. I have been going to an outdoor driving range, a winter heated outdoor driving range, as you know. It's a good Ooh. time. In Buffalo Ro- could use one. Rochester? Yes. It's got like a, it's like a golf simulator, but you don't, instead of driving into a screen, you drive into the driving range and there's sensors in the balls. And then on like the TV next to you, it tells you what is happening. It's almost exactly like Top Golf, except in the driving range itself, there's no colors or targets. Like it's just flags. Oh, okay. So but the sensors no, like, I don't know how Top Golf works. Then... If it's like projected lights. Yeah. And the, fl- yeah, I mean, the no. flags on the, the, the flags on the grass match the flags on the screen, oh, except okay. on the screen, That's, you're playing that sounds like, cool. why don't we have that? What's this place called? I don't know. It is pretty cool. It's called uh, Big Oak. Oh, I like the name too. Mm -hmm. Big Oak Driving Range and Golf Shop. Oh, okay. Mildly interested. Might make a trip up there. We go on (laughs) Tuesday nights. Tuesdays or Thursday. The options are growing as we speak. This is great. (laughs) Okay. So your your thoughts about Vaughn are you agree with some, don't agree with me on others. What what are you thinking? I think that Vaughn, similar to what you said regarding that he thinks he's friends with everybody and he's like that guy in the friends group, I think that he thinks, not that he's friends with everybody, but I think he thinks he's like the savviest future GM, which I believe he once said it is his goal to be in the front office after his playing career is done. But I think that he thinks he's some like savvy former player, uh, uh, I don't want to say businessman, but like salesman, I suppose. And and that he can just like, well, of course, he's Von Miller. Between his illustrious career, his million-dollar smile, his infectious personality, he can get anybody to play on his team. He can just he can bring in whoever he wants from around the league, and they'll agree. And I think that's just like what he thinks of, of himself. And I think he sees a lot of what was uh what was the Rock's character in Ballers? I think he sees himself as the real life version of that. <laughs> okay, I could see that. I never watched Ballers because mm-hmm. uh. Mm. I always thought, well, it, man, I thought, you I always thought it was a bad Absolutely entourage nothing. ripoff. <laughs> yeah. It was okay so. for about a season and a half, and then three and a half seasons were not good. They stopped, they stopped balling after a season and a half. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So, Vaughn, again, I need to see it to believe it. All these premonitions, whatever you want to call them, if you actually are going to make it happen, make it happen, please. Like All these guys you're talking to, all this recruiting you're doing. Let's land one here. It's like you're a sales guy and you have like, oh, my pipeline is huge. I got 30 deals this month. Well, how many did you close? Well, none. It's like, oh, you're a shitty sales guy. <laughs> well, here's my here's my pitch to you, Matt. You ready for this pitch? We're saying oh, down the plate. Encore, yeah, we're saying we need Encore to, to make good on its promise to build this super golf complex. So my proposal to you, I know someone with a lot of money and with some business savvy that can be involved. Make this thing the Vancore <laughs> Golf Complex. Oh, now we're talking. Now everybody. That's involved. an idea. Now that's an idea. Mm-hmm. So what we do in the off season, folks, we just come up with gold ideas. We really do. Apples out of tree. We're just plucking them off. That's all the notes I have are on the bills. Uh, next week, future note. Let's talk about the XFL because we need to have a discussion about that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> of course I, we do. I am. I am liking it, and we need to. We need to get to the bottom of of why I like it so much. Of how that's possible. <laughs> how is possible? Tony, let's send it to Marv. And when we get back, listeners, we'll do our bold, ludicrous, maybe somewhat realistic 
expectations or thoughts about the Bills offseason. We'll be back after the break. Take it away, Mark. Go, go. Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back, listeners. As we enter the offseason, we thought we'd give you our 2023 offseason predictions. Tony, let's give the listeners one realistic one, one bold one, maybe like a 50-50 coin toss prediction, and then one outlandish one, one that has like 10% or less chance of happening. <laughs> so, Tony, where do you want to start? Okay. Do you want to start realistic, bold, or outlandish? I think we do re- realistic, then mid, First. then craziest. Okay, I like that. I like that order. So realistic, Tony, I'll do the honors this week since you hogged the honors last week. (laughs) Gosh, you went first every time last week. So I will do the honors this week. My first realistic offseason prediction, I think Ed Oliver gets traded. Whoa. I really do. Okay. The the facts seem to line up. I don't think four years after we drafted him, they do get that fifth-year option, but... Four years after we drafted Oliver, I don't think the Bills are getting, and I don't think Brandon Bean thinks the Bills are getting what they drafted at Oliver to be. <laughs> this year, he had his lowest stats of his career, only registered two and a half sacks. Yes, he only played in 13 games and um, not played a full season, probably injured a lot of the year because he got injured early, spent some time out early. But the stats didn't line up. Also, lowest tackle total. Uh, the run defense for the Bills still is a problem four years later. And not that Ed Oliver is the cause of that, because as a three technique, he's supposed to be the penetrator, the, the get to the quarterback, defense tackle, not the run stuffer, occupied double teams. And a lot of times he has had to fall into that position, unfortunately, because the person aside from him is is not adequate enough to take on that role, Starlo Tule and whoever else rotated into the one technique throughout the years. But financially also, the Bills save about $10, $10.5 million if they trade Ed Oliver, get him off the books. So the question is, does Brandon Bean, A, think Ed Oliver has produced to a first-round level or produced to the level they thought they were going to get when they drafted him? And B, if they trade him, can they replace him? And I think the for the first part of that is no. And the second part of that answer is yes. I think you can replace that Oliver pretty easily. A healthy Jordan Phillips does an adequate job of, of playing the role of Ed Oliver. Tim Settle plays the same role Ed Oliver does at a much lesser cost. Can Tim Settle pick up the slack if Ed Oliver departs? And then you could draft someone. There's a lot of options to replace Ed Oliver in his lack of stats this season, which is like a 180 degree turnaround from where I was at at the start of the season, where I was saying, and this is maybe due to a trickle down effect from Vaughn being on the roster, but like Ed Oliver was going to be or realize or become the Aaron Donald light we all thought he would be. And it just hasn't materialized. And I just think it, it's like a Calvin Shepard, Jerry Hughes thing. It, it's time to, for a change of scenery for Fred Oliver and in the process. Hopefully we get someone back. There's a lot of rumors of like the theoretical Hunter Renfro for Ed Oliver straight up trade. Well, that would be insane. Back. That would be insane. That'd be insane. If that rumor yeah. exists. That's out there. That it would, t- it would take like Hunter Renfro and something else significant, or I mean, Ed mm-hmm. Oliver and something else significant. If right. you're offering a straight up trade, 
uh, if you're offering that straight up trade, I will run naked through Wegmans every single day <laughs> that I have to, to make that trade happen. There is no, that would just be insane in all the right ways for us. Would. And obviously there'd be other pieces involved. I'm just saying it would be a change of scenery for, for both guys, a needed change of scenery, but that that's my realistic uh, prediction. I, I do think Ed Oliver gets traded. Okay. I could see that. I could definitely see that happening. I, I definitely think this is not my prediction, but I definitely think that we must be trying to move someone on the front seven this off season. And I have to imagine it's defensive line. Cause I feel like that's where the candidates, that's where the candidates are. But right. yes, Ed Oliver, good candidate. I could definitely see that happening. I would not be surprised, but I would praise you for predicting it. And I think it makes sense. I think it's, I think it's a, a trade that makes sense. I, I think there's a lot of people on the defensive line that make sense. Like I could definitely see the likes of Epinesa getting traded as well, or a few people, but yeah. And Oliver makes a pretty, makes a pretty good trade candidate. If you ask me, I can, I can get on board with this. Somebody, somebody asked me this week, what uh, I think Epinesa's trade value was on the, on the market. And I, uh, <laughs> my answer was what's a Trader Joe's frozen pizza going for these days. Hey, so you know, well, I think we- Trader Joe's frozen pizzas are probably pretty good. I don't know if it's right to sleep on those or even insult them <laughs> with this conversation. I think that Vanessa might have some might have some value. I think if you get a fifth round pick, you 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 jump on it. I think it's a Cody Ford level mm, kind of trade. I think that would be pretty good. Cause I see Epinesa as like, I don't know, Epinesa is just like one of the many, you know, the million times that we signed some deft rotational defensive line guy. Like who who is the British guy from a couple of years ago that I loved? Oh, FA Obata. Yeah, F.A. Obata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, F.A. Obata, like, yeah. I see Epinesa as, like, an F.A. Obata kind of guy that, you right. know, do you need to trade for that be, for a guy like A.J. Epinesa? Because can't you just, aren't there, like, 10 guys out there just like him that you can sign? Exactly. Like an F.A. Yeah. Obata? Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. For probably cheaper. So that's my realistic, uh, what I think is realistic. Ed Oliver gets traded. Not only do you save a lot financially for a team that is, pretty cap strapped right now if you will but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it seems like he's declining in his production year after year um with this year being again maybe injury riddle but again his his least productive year of his career so maybe maybe you find a team that that sees the potential or can make him get to what he once was or what he could have been and uh get some get some good value from him so that is my realistic off-season prediction. Tony, what's your realistic off-season prediction this year for the Bills? Okay, I, I went off the field for my realistic off-season prediction. Good. And it. it's that it's that Josh Allen and Tage Thompson will work together in some capacity this off-season. Mm-hmm. Maybe like making this. a video together or something like that. So many comparisons happening all the time between the two of them uh, and the trajectory of their careers uh, to the faces of the two Buffalo franchises, both owned under the PSC moniker. We know that they have tried to do things like this in the past. Of course, the telltale story of when Josh and Jack Eichel were supposed to do something together and Jack Eichel was a huge dick and Josh said, I'm never going (laughs) to work with him again. Right. Well, now there's supposedly not a dick who is assuming that role and living in the same house as Jack Eichel. So I think now is the time to bring back it. I feel like that our, our content creators have to be thinking the same way. Uh, that the two of them will be working together in some capacity this off season, doing something. Time will tell. We'll see. What could that segment be called? Like faces of the franchise? Oh, uh, or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like name wise, two tall guys. 
two, two tall guys, guys talking. Two tall guys. They are two tall guys. They, they are. are talking. They're both like six five. Yeah. Yeah. And they are talking. I presume they would be Usually talking around like the same like height and weight. Like they're both six five. Tage is a little lighter. Mm-hmm. And then a little. Josh and then is like two forty. And then at the end, a little cameo from Trey White, our illustrious goalie. <laughs> yes, that would be good. Um, that would be yeah, good. Yeah, I mean that. I think I think that's that's got to be in the card somehow. Tage and Josh. Right. Josh and Tage. Thompson's been incredible, by the way. <laughs> oh, I know. Since you mentioned him, like we're not, we're really, we're like, we should really be appreciating this season more than we are in terms of the individual performance. Like I think most people are only thinking, you know, like playoffs, the drought could be broken this year. But I kind of wish we were like just saying, just kind of taking a step back and saying, like, wow, we're watching this this incredible season take place. And right. We should just take a step back and appreciate that, you know. Right. It, I mean, it, it for, is from the individual. It is kind of parallel how their careers have gone. Oh yeah, and yeah, and a lot of people, yeah, that's that's I think often talked about. So you would think PSE would be like leaning into that. I, th- I think, this and I think they probably are. I'm sure this discussion I think, is happening. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I def, definitely think this is a realistic possibility because if you notice Buffalo Sabres social media lately, they're trending more towards the, uh, how do I want to class like the adult swim, weird, kind of off the wall, oh, really? okay. dark humor, if you will. Like they, uh-huh. they do a se- segment, which is very good called Between Two Stalls and it's Jeff Skinner hosting and he's interviewing another player and it's just... Jeff Skinner being like playing this dorky, awkward character. It's almost like a between two ferns kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like the Bills media has been kind of on that weird adult swim, spastic, dark humor for mm-hmm. for a couple of years now. Yes, I would agree. So, so yeah, the, the seems synergy, like there's some influence the, happening. I, I like this idea. No, I like this idea a lot. It, they're, they're two very personable guys, and mm-hmm. you could get a lot of good content out of this. Definitely needs to happen. That's Agent Josh, the Tajan Josh. We got to think of a better name. Tajan Josh. I like this idea. Two faces of franchises. <laughs> yes, Tony. My bold prediction for the Bills in the 2023 offseason. Wait, so this is that, like your middle prediction, or this is like this your... is my this is my middle. This is my middle. This is my coin okay, flip yeah. prediction. I'm going with another trade. The Bills trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Woo! I'm I'm all about the trades this offseason. I can give tell. me some ju- juicy, juicy trade. I look at the way the season ended, and then I look at this offseason, and it's been a little bit of a bummer, a little bit of a ho hum, not exciting first month and a half here of the offseason for the Bills. A couple of coaches hired, coaches leaving, got a guy from the practice squad of the Chiefs, blah, 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 whatever. Nothing really to, to get me excited. You know what gets people excited, gets them back? On the wagon, a juicy, Legendary juicy player. trade. Yeah. <laughs> yes. DeAndre Hopkins, I have to imagine, wants out of Arizona, new coach coming in, defensive-minded coach, and, and John Gannon, who, by the way, if he is not the heir apparent to Adam Gase's weirdness, I don't know what is. <laughs> like how he was okay. like, how he was sound effects making, I don't even know how you want to describe it. With It was Rondell Moore. He's like, Hey Rondell, good to meet you. Like Sparks, baby, Sparks. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Rondell Morrison, they're like, who the f is this weirdo? <laughs> Very Adam Gase vibes. It's gonna be fun to see. But I can't imagine DeAndre Hopkins as a player on the wrong side of thirty is gonna want to be part of any kind of new coaching regime with 
Kyler, who seems a little more than problematic uh, in the locker room. I think DeAndre wants to go to a contender. He's been on two teams. Neither has gone well, the Texans or the Cardinals. Get him to a team where he can he can win a Super Bowl, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Can't be damned. Uh, I don't care if DeAndre Hopkins is going to cost whatever, close to $20 million, whatever his cap it is going to be. I think it's 17. No, I think it's 19 this year, and then it goes down to like 16 next year or something. But you look at teams that are kind of up and coming, and they have really two good receivers. The Eagles have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Of course, we know the Dolphins have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. It seems to be this this double dip of really good receivers. Uh, Bills, of course, have Stephon Diggs. We need that other weapon for Josh, that other go-up-and-get-it receiver. DeAndre Hopkins fits the mold perfectly. Yeah, he might not be as fast as he was, but still, if you look at his stats, they're really good. He averaged, I think, seven catches a game in limited time this year. So he's still a, a viable weapon in an offense. Um, go out and get him. Who who cares? The salary cap is not real. You need another weapon. If you can get him for a third-round pick and a future whatever fifth, go for it. Like I, I need a second weapon in this house and in this at One Bills Drive, and I, I think that second weapon could be DeAndre Hopkins, and I would love to see it. I think I agree with you. I liken it to like what you're saying about where he's at in his career and physically where he's at. Any time in Josh's career that we've been thriving with just like, you know, the fun offense. I mean, there was someone else over there and I'm thinking and looking at when Emmanuel Sanders was over there and he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't anything earth shattering. He's obviously in the twilight of his career, but he was solid on the other side and opened up things in the offense and made it a more explosive offense. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is ahead of where Emmanuel Sanders was in that moment and in that time. So, I mean, it makes sense to me from a team building standpoint, for sure. So I, I, I like it. I can't complain about this. Like you said. Also, the, Tony, the, also, mm-hmm. also physically speaking, as you mentioned, physically speaking, mm-hmm. coming off a PED suspension in 2022. I like that. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I like that a yep. lot. Because <laughs> now the PEDs are not traceable, but they're still in the system. Let's get That's- this juiced up. <laughs> 31-year-old in, in here and have him do some damage. That's right. I tell you, when I was 31, if I was juicing up, I would have been able to make some big waves in that offense. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him in here. Uh, Tony, your bold, uh, your bold prediction. My boldish prediction is that backing up Josh this year will be someone else from the 2018 draft. Oh, I like this. Another quarterback. I mean, we all remember... The springtime, the early springtime of 2018, all of us just obsessing over which quarterback it would be. Could it be Baker? <laughs> Could it be Kyle Oletta? Could it be Mason Rudolph? Could it be Rosen? Well, I'm here to predict to you that one of them or someone that was drafted in that draft who's not named Josh Allen will be Josh Allen's backup. Josh, as we know, has a really good relationship with a lot of them, the likes of Sam Darnold, too. Right. Uh, most to all of them have become... Uh, you know, solid or considered to be solid number twos. Uh, I feel like now is the time that their careers have been ruined enough that they should be backing up Josh Allen. I think if there's any time for Logan Woodside to become relevant on the on the tail of Brock Purdy's mm-hmm. emergence as Mr. Irrelevant. I was thinking Tanner Lee. <laughs> oh, we just need to. We I, I think the Bills go. They they buy into the Brock Purdy 
hype train and and grab a the last pick of the seventh round and Logan Woodside. Bring him back. That would be yeah. Bring him back. Is Logan Woodside in the league? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it too. Not a lot of people from that draft. If you weren't drafted in the first round of that league, I have no reason to think you're still in the league. Yes. Let's see what he's up to. Oh, selling insurance. No, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it says he's with the Atlanta Falcons. Shockingly, interesting. So he's still okay, interesting is still right. Still doing his thing. Still doing his thing. Good for you. Seventh round pick. Tanner yeah. Lee, another great one. Nebraska. Tanner Lee. Um, I I like that. I mean, there's there's so many candidates. You ha- you feel like it has to it has to have a good shot of being realistic. Like there's only can, 32 I, teams in the league. I mean, right. And they're on everyone drafted as a backup. Like in one anyone, of the most hyped up QB years of our lives. Like, is anyone on a guarantee to be on a team other than Allen and Jack Lamar Jackson at this rate? You don't think Baker will be on a team? I would guarantee Baker's going to be on a team. I'm just saying he'll be on a team as a backup, right? I'm just saying as a starter. Oh, yeah. Oh, as a starter. I don't think anybody will be a starter. No. Right. And so, so there's many, that's what I'm saying, many candidates. Kyle right. Luetta feels like a, like an XFL darling. <laughs> yeah. I think I could see that too. He does feel like a, yeah. like XFL darling yeah. and then comes back into the league on the, on that. Right. And is not that great. A Gary yeah, Gilbert he, situation. He gets, yeah. Or PJ Walker bump. Yeah. Yeah. He gets something like that. Yeah. So many, so many candidates. I think Mike White actually is. A free agent this year too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh, Jets. that would be. I was I actually I was thinking that. about that too. I would like I that too. That. Yeah, I think that'd be a good. That's a good move. Very good. Semi-realistic, bold prediction. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about Josh Allen's backup this week. Uh, I don't know why, just out of the blue. I think I saw like a like a reference to that Case Keenum going undercover thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, Case Keenum was our backup this year. Wonder who it'll be next year. Um, right, and. For some reason, my brain went right to Carson Wentz, and I just like did one of those like you know when you eat ice cream too fast and you get a brain freeze and your body just kind of shivers like spastically. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I thought about Carson Wentz, that's the feeling I got. My body just kind of like shivered. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> but I have a feeling like that could be a very real possibility, and I don't know why. I think it could be a real possibility. I'd be kind of excited about it. Not that I'm any kind of Carson oh, Wentz fan or even a Carson Wentz apologist, but he's, I mean, he's shown up in certain times. Like, that's a fine backup to have. No. <laughs> he's competent. Would, he's competent. He's, I guess, for as competent as a backup could be, I, I guess that's that's true. I will always be well, anti-Carson Wentz I mean, because, <laughs> I guess, in a backup, yeah, you want to be on a competency. But uh, I will always yeah. be anti-Carson Wentz because I remember when he was the Eagles, got his big contract, what does he do? He gets a puppy, perfectly fine and well. Puppies are great. The first pictures of that new puppy, Carson Wentz has the puppy playing with a used stick that he just grabbed outside. And I could not believe it. Carson Wentz, you just made or signed a $100 million, whatever it was, contract, huge contract, one of the biggest contracts, I think, at the time for a quarterback. And you're giving your brand new, adorable puppy dog a used stick to play with. You can't buy him a nice toy from petco like i don't know it just rubbed me the wrong way that he treat his dog like that i don't know how he treat his teammates in the same situation man what am i hearing right now <laughs> it's the dog's perspective you know you bring home what's the best toy? what was the best toy of your childhood i know what it was for me it was when my a parents robot. got a new fridge and i had that big old <laughs> box yeah i could have played with the, the real toys but i wanted to play with the box 
The All dog right. wants to play with the stick. That's what the dog wants. You don't know what the dog <laughs> wants. The it's, dog it's knows. Clear as day. <laughs> oh, speaking of outlandish things, like giving a dog a stick, my outlandish prediction for the 2023 offseason of the Buffalo Bills. Tony, I know you'll appreciate this. I teased it earlier in the episode. Mm. My outlandish prediction is Joe Brady completes his sabotaging of the Bills coaching staff and not only gets Ken Dorsey fired, but also gets Sean McDermott can and becomes the new Bills head coach. Oh my gosh, that is that would be such a Joe Brady move. Just playing the game start to finish. He is he's planting the seeds as we speak with Brandon Bean. I could just tell. I could just tell. There's a 5% chance this could happen. Uh, less than that, probably. But I accept your <laughs> ridiculous prediction. That is why it is outlandish. That is why it's outlandish. I thought you'd appreciate uh, that I have one being to a, say. a I do, Joe I Brady do saboteur. Conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist, yes. And conspiracy starter in that, in that way. Since I am the only one talking about this. Yes. But, you know, you can't trust the mainstream media to pick up something like that. They're bought and sold. So, I mean... The likes of Joe Brady, do you think he has his eye on the prize like that? I think he does. I do too. I think that I think he will I think he will stop at I, nothing. I think when you win a national championship, the only goal is to is to have your eyes on the prize. Yeah. You you've yeah. seen the top of the college football ranks. Now you'll do anything to get to the top of the NFL ranks. Mm-hmm. And he is uh primed in that position. He knows that. His direct supervisor is a known psychopath. He knows that it did not go well, that most people did not exactly appreciate what Dorsey was bringing to the table. Yes. You know, are there aspects of a Joe Brady offense that I wish were more a part of things? Kind of maybe, but I think it takes way more talent uh, comparatively to what defenses are bringing than, uh, than we have. Basically what I'm saying is we would need all your predictions not even in this game, but not exclusively in this game, but we would need the offense that you have built tonight to come to fruition. And the offense that we have built tonight, this is what this is what we're manifesting here. Starting quarterback, Josh Allen. Starting running back, Derrick Henry. Starting wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. Starting wide receiver on the other side, DeAndre Hopkins. Starting wide receiver in the mm-hmm. slot, Hunter Renfro. Sign it's me all up. All coming again. Head coach, Joe Brady. Head coach, Joe Brady. With that lineup, anyone can win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It reminds me of a comic book storyline where Batman has like a whole or break glass in case of emergency plan in case like Superman and Wonder Woman, all these like godly figures who are above Batman in terms of powers get out of control. Batman has mm-hmm. a contingency plan to stop all of them. Joe Brady is Batman. He's enacting the plan to stop those higher above him. Ken Dorsey. Because they're McDermott. out of control. Easy because they're out of control. Yes, <laughs> that is that is the reason. Uh, Tony, your outlandish prediction for the Buffalo Bills. My outlandish Last prediction season. for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, now, as you know, or as I have as I have said, there's I'm I'm off of social media right now. But my prediction is that this offseason, social media will collapse in on itself because everyone will be reacting to something that happens this offseason, and that something is. One day this offseason, Bills will be the Wordle. Oh, and Buffalo wow. social media will lose its fucking mind. That's true. I don't know if that's outlandish. <laughs> it feels like it's got to happen. Because if you've been playing the Wordle lately, which I know you have, I have. I, I have. Uh-huh. If, there's been a lot of double letter words 
lately. Yes. Oh, yeah, lot. I would agree with that. There have been. Mm-hmm. So I think bills being a double letter word, especially with those double letters being side by side, is very much a realistic possibility here. I don't know how outlandish this is, Tony. Well, what makes it outlandish is that I believe uh, Wordle would have to break its own rule because I believe Wordle has a rule that they're they do not do plurals. Oh, really? Okay. I, I, I know believe that so. I think that does exist as a as a norm for them. Ah, uh, I think they could do it for the bills, though. That'd be a reason to break it. Um, I kind of think so too. And I was trying to think, like, is there some sort of grammar, uh, some sort of grammar loophole? that bills could be a singular noun like a bills oh. like oh i'm going to take like a, a bills like how buffalo 12 times in a row is a real sentence <laughs> kind of right kind exactly of yeah grammar like loophole <laughs> yeah precisely it could be an mm-hmm. adjective a noun a verb yeah yeah I, li- I like that i like that what if bills was the quirtle in all four quadrants were bills oh wow bills 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 uh, yeah like guys named Beautiful. bill Electric bills, <laughs> team bills. <laughs> Electric bills. Uh-huh. I think that'd be quite quite a feat here. Uh, like bills of a duck. You could you could figure out four uses usages of bills for sure. That'd be fun. If I was the bills it, it, corporate sponsorship team, I'd get on this right away. I'll tell you that this is a great idea. Oh, like trying to get New York Times to agree to this? Yeah. Yeah, go call New York Times or yes. who owns who owns Quirtle now? Is it Merriam-Webster? Oh, oh, I don't know who owns the Quirtle. I haven't done Quirtle the Quirtle in too long. Time. I kind of forgot about the Quirtle. Can't forget about the Quirtle. I, I have been forgetting about the Quirtle. What's your what's your lineup? Four, what's your daily four times program? better than the world? Well, I guess. Well, do you do the Octurtle? I used to be really in the Octurtle. That's eight. Oh no, there's an eight one. Yeah, there's an eight one Octurtle. It's pretty. Oh, wow. I I liked it. I was having a good time with the Octurtle. Well, I didn't know that. That's that's get impressive. on it. I my, I do three. I do Wordle, Quirtle, uh, and Framed, which is uh, frames of a movie. I do the Framed. Yep. yep. Yeah, those are all the ones I do. Uh, and then I also do so I do the Wordle, the Worldle, uh, which okay. is geography. Yeah. And then I do the Factal, and then I do Factal Sports, and then I do Framed. Well, you got a lot of time on your hands. Out, you're not on Twitter. Well, I don't. They take like it takes like three seconds. You know. I mean, it's impressive. Show off. I mean, the fa- the factal takes takes a bit. <laughs> the factal. Kind of, I mean, the factal can't take. Are you guessing do you do, facts? Do you know what the factal is? No, I'm guessing. No, you're it, guessing so, facts. Uh, sort of, sort of. So they they give you the top. It's the top five of something that you're guessing, and then they okay. give you the and then they give you like twenty five or maybe it's thirty like choices, and so you have to do so. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna and so it's five guesses to find the top five and then uh, i'll jump on and then that it'll jump on the factal get after it and jump on factal sports because i know you like sports yep i will do that as well mm-hmm. you know this is a fact, my Tony. Favorite of them. i it's it sounds What's good that? i'm gonna definitely we gotta end this episode <laughs> i couldn't agree more <laughs> thank you to our sponsor traveling growler www.travelinggrowler.com shop local support local Check them out. Claudia Cousins are at just $5. Where you can find the podcast, you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts or listen to for free on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes. Search Way Not Funny. Search Built in Buffalo. Check us out. Check all the great content out. Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. Uh, podcast store, teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny. All one word. Support the podcast. Buy some apparel at the podcast store. 
uh, Twitter handles. Tony, you're off Twitter, so I don't even think you want to give your handle because nobody, you're not checking anything. So I'm I think not checking anything your for the next 40 days. I <laughs> yes. guess. If you want to follow Tony, it's his name. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> He's not going to see it. It for exists. 40 it days, is a... so. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you can find the podcast at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter, Instagram, Woody Not Funny Sports, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, go follow us. We love to follow back the Buffalo Sports community out there. Send up for the listeners. Tony, what do you got? Ooh, go Sabres. You know, you're in a playoff spot. I guess, yeah. I guess it's go Sabres. That's what I said last week, but I do kind of feel like it's the right the right one. Yeah, it, it feels I mean, good. They're, back they're in now, a playoff so. spot. Yeah, they're they're back. They're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Sabres. And as always, we uh, as we always say, go Bills and stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Cajun Josh. Cajun Josh. Get them together. Marshawn is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.